All right, welcome to the Black Mesa Radio with your hosts, Chase, Nate, Seth, and Josh. Today we're going to be talking about education, space, and everything in between. So, let's get going. Seth, I was talking to you earlier about what you're going through right now with mm-hmm. going to your school and they're making you take a class which you don't need. Why no, do I don't. we do that? Well, I mean... Money, 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 money. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, you know, I don't need it. I have a degree in history. I don't need a American government one. Like I said, like I was telling you, it's basically like a high school class in there. I mean, you should I, probably preface it by saying it's a community college it is, class. It is a community college course. I will say that, yeah. But um, like it's 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 something I definitely don't need, and I, it's all money. I mean, that's all it's become. I mean, look how much books cost. But what about like? So your major is what exactly? It's, it's computer programming. Oh, oh man, computer programming. I need to find the number. So first off, the fact that you have to get a class that has nothing to do with the degree you're trying to get frustrates me, and then the fact that. You already have a degree in history, and essentially American government was involved in that degree. Well, you, they're still making you take that. Well, I mean, I can kind of understand having, you know, some courses that aren't over what you're studying just in case, you know, you get a ways into it and realize you don't like it, you don't want to do it anymore. At least you'll be like, well, you know, I kind of have a groundwork for switching to something else. So that kind of makes sense. But yeah, like the whole fact that I have a degree in history and I've taken multiple U.S. government courses over the course of that, that degree, then making me take, you know, the, the level one course is just ridiculous. And, I mean, you argued your point, too. Like, you took it yeah. all the way to the dean of admissions. Mm-hmm. Like, this is why I don't need to take this class. And then she was like, sorry, nothing I can do. Yeah. Even though there was. <laughs> sorry, there's nothing I, I so can do, even though I set the schedule. everybody's She's hands tied? There's nothing she can do. She's the no, they're not tied, though. That's the thing. It's all bureaucracy. Bureaucracy exists in the form that it exists, to make scapegoats. So people can say, sorry, I can't do anything, and then they can just charge you more money. Because if nobody's accountable for anything ever, then nobody has to be, well, accountable. No one has to answer for what's going on. <laughs> you sound like a guy who's been fed over by a school before. <laughs> oh, gonna, boy. We're not going to talk about, <laughs> oh, boy. about my school experience. We don't have to talk, we don't have to say, mention names. <laughs> No, I, no, bid, bid a barrack in Biston Booniversity. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah. I don't even think that's in Oklahoma. In Borb, Oklahoma. <laughs> it's not in, it's not in Borb, Oklahoma. It's in Boklahoma Bitty. Boklahoma Titty. <laughs> Boklahoma Titty. Anyway, continue. Go ahead, Chase. It's in City. <laughs> I was saying that I had the same problem that Seth did at the same exact school. The fact that I was trying to, I just needed my associate's degree in chemistry. I just needed to apply for it. I had already gone to school there and gotten all of my uh, prerequisites for it. And so I went back after I'd attended another school. I was like, hey, I just need my associate's degree in chemistry. And they said, sorry, you're going to have to take success in college life, which was the very first class you have to take. I was like, listen, I have already succeeded in college life because I've Passed all of my classes. I'm coming classes. to you to ask you to sign off on my associate's degree that I've already earned. I've clearly succeeded. Yeah, and the <laughs> fact that I had already <clears throat> taken all these classes, and then, but when I started, I didn't have to take this. It wasn't required. But since I didn't go to this school continuously, whatever had been enacted after I left, I had to take again. That's insane. Or not take again. So, but. here we go. Since 1978... Um, educational books for the purposes of college have inflated 812%. Which surprises nobody. <laughs> and you sell them back for $2 after you paid 200 yeah. That's why Amazon but is a blessing. 
they turn it around and sell it again for the same price. Yeah. Like, wasn't it? Didn't you have a professor that said that it was like there's only a few things that are like okay to steal, like food, medicine, and college books? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> steal yeah. this book. I forget who was telling me that. Well, I think it was you. And also, I have I have one professor who, like, purposefully, like, out of his own pocket, like, photocopied the book multiple times and gave it out. That's a great man. So awesome. Which it didn't cost him very much. It cost him less than one college textbook. I like to imagine that he like flipped off the library as they were like, you're making too many copies. It's funny that you mentioned that because I had a professor who would make photocopies of the book, but only for one person. So she didn't have to buy the textbook, but everyone else did. Was there a reason? What reason do you need? It was just out of his own volition. There was no... A scholarship application to get like a free textbook or anything like that. And everybody else who was broke because you're in college was like, why don't I get a free textbook? Why don't you go photocopy it for me? Professors are so biased. Like they get to do whatever they want to. Like it's, it's, it's so crazy how different college is than high school. Besides the, the coursework level, just the leniency that professors get themselves. Do you they agree do with the concept of tenure? I think that you have to prove yourself. I guess and I believe I believe that And no. I did my time. Well the thing about it is yes and no because I think that, you know, if a professor is, you know, a good professor or teacher or whatever <clears throat> and is there for a certain amount of time, their job should be secure. But if they, you know, if like you know, even if you have a good teacher who's there for, you know, long enough to get tenure and then suddenly their productivity and just, you know, how good of a professor they are just plummets they shouldn't be like, hey, I got tenure, I can do whatever I want. You know, it should be a, maybe it's something that should be renewed, but then it's not tenure, so I don't really know how to. I don't think I believe in it. Well, I mean, what about a. You know, as in you're not no. sure it exists, or as in you don't like it? <laughs> what? Just go ahead. No, I know it exists. <laughs> it's not like fairies. I know it exists, but I just don't think I, I don't think I agree with it. Because then professors get to do all this crappy stuff, like what you're talking about, like show patriotism and do all this bullcrap stuff that like they shouldn't be able to do, but they can do it because they can't be fired. But there are good ones that I've had that I'm like, yeah, they definitely deserve to have tenure and not get fired. I've had a few. I don't of those. think anybody should be able to not get fired. Like, what if it's a really good professor and That's then all true. of a sudden they just start doing crazy stuff? Like, have I don't you, know why they would, but if they just like flied off the well, you can get flew your off the handle revoked. Well, that's the fun. I don't. I don't know if I know enough about how tenure works because I unfortunately am not a professor who gets to do whatever I want to. What? Well, that's the. I mean, that's the fundamental problem with government work, also. Like with federal yeah, employees, exactly. you rise to the level they of incompetence, and then fired. you can't get fired. No, they can't. I worked for the government that's why for I'm five trying years. To get a government job. Dude, well, yeah, I mean, that's a real, yeah. Get a, get a cushy government Absolutely. job. Absolutely. Yes. Dude, yeah, definitely. Dude, if I was a government chemist? programmer, oh my god. Hey, by the way, remind me to talk to you for a minute, or later. For a minute later? For a minute later. One Wait. minute. Exactly. Talking about talking later on the podcast? Yeah, I know, that's rude, isn't it? <laughs> Butt out, listeners, this isn't for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna take a minute. Just Earmuffs real thing. quick. <laughs> We're gonna have a Earmuffs secret conversation. No. I actually got into a conversation at work today about, this is weird that we're talking about education, because it was about education, but also like heavily coated with conspiracy theories, which Ooh. was really fun. I love conspiracy theories. I know, right? Me too. Oh, we should... Uh, I don't should... believe in conspiracy theories. They're just normal facts. What about... <laughs> They're just facts that people say I'm crazy for believing. Dale Gribble pl- proved that. <laughs> Can you unpack that a little bit? Because that was an interesting statement. Well, what's a conspiracy theory? Like People say the word conspiracy theory as if... Oh, that automatically disproves it. The conspiracy theory 
if you just take the literal definition, is a group of people who have a specific plan. Well, like, I once told a guy that he was a conspiracy theorist, and he just looked at me, and he was like, everything's a conspiracy. And I was like, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, because when you think about a conspiracy conspiracy theory, theory is just saying that it's theorized like you would with anything scientific. Like, it's, it's a possibility that this is happening. You have evidence, possibly. You have reason, thought out arguments, depending on who it is, to create that theory. So it's a theory, like a thought out theory of a conspiracy or something happening. So it's not really, if you think of it from scientific terms, it's not really that weird or that like crazy. Yeah, I agree. And anytime two people are talking about doing something, they're like conspiring. It's true. This so, is I mean, true. It's all but, of government so, is a conspiracy. But what, what's deemed, and I, I'm doing quotes right now. I hope you can see that. Air quotes the, listeners. I, on the podcast that. A conspiracy theory is usually deemed something that is so outlandish that it's not true. That's true. If you look at all what people say are coincidences, they seem to not be coincidences. Like you could take one or maybe two coincidences and say, okay, that just, that's just a happenstance. But when you keep going, it's not a conspiracy theory anymore. It's like, why are they doing this? Why are we allowing this to happen? How did we let this undermining of our authority come about? Well, if you're looking at patterns, though, I mean, humankind is hardwired to see patterns in everything. What's it called? Parallel, paradelia? Yeah, and humans paradelia. are hardwired paradelia. to be yeah. patternistic. So when we read other people's patterns, well, what he's saying is cigar is just a cigar. It's the same theory as in like paradelia. A woman when, is when just you, like, a woman, but a cigar is a smoke. <laughs> It's the same theory as when you look at like Winston a couple Churchill. of stoplights put together and it kind of looks like a face. Like that's what paradelia is. Because, that, that's... because you're programmed to see patterns. Okay, so we're going to break this shapes. down into a quick lesson in mathematics. There are two things. Boo. One thing I want to say before you get started on math. God, dang it! Like, <laughs> I just derailed the math terrain. No, but like, yes! I, I, feel like I feel like the only Best thing, anytime it. someone's bringing up conspiracy theories, all you got to do is like, what are they, the only question you really have to ask is what do they stand to gain? That's that's the way I look at it. Yeah, the, Who the stands best thing to you can do what? is, and if you can prove that they stand to gain something, then it's like, okay, now you have my attention. So motive, follow the money. Yeah, follow the money. Motive. Yeah, so it's not just patterns, but yeah, follow the money. Anyway, go ahead. There are two things, two theories in mathematics that do not exist in the world that we know. The first one is infinity. Huh? It's a theory. It's a mathematical enigma. It does not exist in this universe. The second one. Is I, I just had a brain fart. Clearly. Second one is randomness. Good save. There is they have not been able to find anything that is completely random in this universe, except for pi and e. The so writings so of so Douglas so Adams. Anything that seems random, it, we just don't understand. Well, you know what's weird about random is that this is just kind of well, a, science. A little. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's a little off topic, but it, it, it has to do with randomness. I mean, like whenever. Whenever they were designing the iPod, like the, uh, they had the shuffle feature. Mm-hmm. People were writing them, you know, letters and sending them emails saying, you know, like, this isn't random. I'm seeing, you know, like, pro, you know, songs of certain genres or certain artists playing back to back. You know, this is not random, blah, blah, blah. And they looked at it like, this is completely random. This is just what is happening. So they actually changed the program and made it less random by, you know, putting certain constrictions on what can and cannot be played back to back. So they made it less random to make it seem more random. Tricks. And I just find that really interesting. That's awesome. <laughs> I like I, that. I don't, I don't know how to comment on that. That's really weird. But Yeah, uh, well, I, it was just a side I think note. the lesson Go, is yeah. that the human mind is easy to trick. It is. 
The thing is that... Especially if you don't understand algorithms. Everything that happens... Like, the universe is put out in a pattern. Like, the output of galaxies has a pattern. They're not just placed out there randomly in a vast vortex of entropy. Like, there is a pattern to it. And if you look at it, it looks very much like uh, synapses of a neuron. Which is really interesting in itself. It's a topic for another day. But... When you are seeing patterns in this world, for humans, humans are pattern-based creatures. Just like you say, I agree with that. And thus, since they are pattern-based, you can predict what they're doing, essentially. Yeah. And conspiracy theories specifically about the monetary system, or I guess we could go to education as well. Are there certain educational things that are being pushed upon us for money? Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, everybody, okay, so who stands the most to gain from a ignorant society? Go. The government. Oh, my God. Pharmaceutical companies? Elite. Freaking every, yeah, just the elite, yeah. Best answer. Which is interesting because I think we all knew this. They are not us. (laughs) We are the 1%. Sir, we are they. We are the 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 1%. 1%. Like J-U-A-N? The 1%. (laughs) The 1%. (laughs) No, but, okay, so the people who have the most to gain by keeping people dumbed down, keeping people illiterate, keeping tests standardized, teaching kids week to week to pass tests The working of, class. No, we teach kids week to week to pass the next test. We don't teach them how to learn, how to critically think. We teach them, here is what you need to know to pass this next standardized test. That's what we do. Who has the most to gain from that? The people that are making the choices. You know what else sucks just about what we're being, what, like, they're starting to teach now. There's like a huge thing going through. I mean, I don't know if it's still one. I heard about it not too long ago that they're trying to make it to where they're going to stop teaching American history before the Civil War. So that would what, co- that would completely eliminate the Constitution. What important event happened before the Civil War, though? We didn't have iPods. We didn't have texting. I mean, I just I don't see the point. I want to kick you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, just like Josh saying, there are people to gain from this which would be the elite, but to prove the point that there is an elite class, I want to say that there was a recent Harvard study that came out in 2014 that tried to ascertain what type of society are we actually living in? What is the type of mobility that we have? Who can be what, essentially? Was it an oligarchy? Yes. In fact, the Harvard study concluded that it is an oligarchy. There is an elite class that runs everything, and everybody underneath that is what would be called the working class. We're just a bunch of peasants. Is that all our oligarchy is? Is like a, a like a ruling, like an elite rule? It's class? Oligarchy is a rule by the a rule by the elite. A rule by the elite. Isn't yeah, that just republicanism, though? Like, isn't that? Mm, nah. No, not not in nah. the truest sense. No, no, because like in an oligarchy, you don't really have a choice, like who rules. Or yeah, like whoever. Okay, well, because there's two different. Ways of looking at an oligarchy. But I feel like republicanism There's... lends itself to oligarchy. Like, it seems like oligarchy is, would be... A, a republic itself can easily turn into an oligarchy with an ignorant populace. Yeah, yeah. I think but before also... they tried to make a democratic republic, I think the Constitution was very well designed to try and keep these things from happening. Unfortunately, we have had certain amendments to the Constitution which don't allow for such. And also, it's not just amendments. It's about the mindset of society itself. Dominance by parties has had a huge impact. The bipartisan? Yeah. Well, just by parties in general. 
Most any party, I was dual party to. system. Any party. It's so much easier though, because like someone says, "I'm a Republican," and you're like, "Okay, I know where you stand on it's guns. A, I know where you stand on." It's the on definition all these of issues. a false dilemma. It's saying it it's either this or this, and you're like, "No." But it's but it's not. <laughs> it's like when somebody asks you where you go to church. Like I remember Denton talking about this one time, but he's saying when somebody asks you where you go to church, they're kind of asking what you believe. Like, yeah. because Shout different churches believe different. Yeah. What? Didn't How can I categorize awesome. you? I'm trying to put you in Listen my to his podcast. We need, we need to get him on here. Yeah. No. No. Oh. Just because he asked. I'm he did ask. No. I was actually going to oh. talk to you guys about that. He wants to be on here, but we'll talk about it later. I'm voting for it. I'm, I'm voting for it. Then, Skype him in I right will now. let you in if I can hit you in the nuts. He would. He might let you. I th- and I would totally let him on if he would let me hit him in the nuts. Sorry, other listeners who aren't didn't field. Continue, Nathan, with what you were saying. I was, was I saying something? Oh, maybe it was, what was I saying? one of you was talking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, churches and what you believe. Yeah. And political part is the same thing. It's just like, if you say you're a Democrat, then all of a sudden I know where you stand on all these different things. Except I think the Republicans and Democrats are getting a lot more similar. And I actually think liberals and conservatives are getting more similar too, like, that aren't in the government. Because like, there's this new, there's like a new conservatism that's happening, I think. And it's almost like... Neoconservatism. A, it's like a weird form of libertarianism that a lot of people are adopting, where, where they yeah. have all these like super progressive ideas as alongside like all these super conservative ideas. Well, and it's... What happens is there's this huge jumbling of words. Like, liberalism has been snatched away and means something completely different, and conservatism has been snatched and means something completely different than the actual denotative form of it. Liberalism, I would consider myself a liberal in the most literal sense, as I believe in personal freedoms in almost every sense. If you don't mess with somebody else, then you can do whatever you want. Don't to. start that's, when that's I'm won't be none. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I, I, but Will the thing Smith is, had is it all figured out. Is it conservative? Well, well, the conservative says, I want a small government. It like, would actually, said, okay, in today's society, that would be neither conservative nor liberal because there are certain parts of liberalism. That's true. That wants to take away your liberties and Li- give you liberalism. Others. It seems wants to. Contr- I mean, I could be wrong. I'm, I don't want to make anybody mad when I say this or put anybody in a I'm box. Very mad. But liberalism. It seems like they're all about controlling like the economy and like things like that. Whereas Republicans are like, stay out of my business. But they also want to control like who you can marry, like so like lifestyle type things. Whereas like liberals want to control. One one is about economic control. The other one is about personal freedom control. Yeah, but which is crap that you have to choose between those. That's stupid. That's why it's a false dilemma. We we're getting way too political. We are. But what I will say, (laughs) no, that's too. We're gonna like lose all of our (laughs) listeners. (laughs) They're already. They're gone. (laughs) Just a bunch of Rush Limbaugh's in there. I think we're pretty far away from We're that. making sense, though. Rest, I don't know. And we're not choosing a side. We're not choosing a party. We're saying th- that it's stupid. Like, the whole system is stupid. I got yelled at. I posted a meme on Reddit the other day after a bunch of people were just ranting about how they're like, oh, Obama slammed the Republicans. And, like, another guy was like, this is how the Republicans are responding. So funny. And it was amazing. And I was like, I'm mad at both parties right now. I'm mad at the Democrats because they're perpetuating party rivalry. And I'm mad at the Republicans because they're doing the same thing, but like pointing by pointing out that they're perpetuating party rivalry. Race. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, it pisses me off so bad when I watch speeches like that. And like, there's a Republican sitting on one side and a Democrat sitting on one side, and like one of them, like one side is always stone faced, like with their arms crossed, and like, Meh. and then like the other side is like clapping. And like they're just like stand yeah, up and sit why, down okay. and they just alternate. Like, we just had the State of the Union for all of our uh, listeners. I can't even say what I want to say because I'm trying to censor myself. But I, like, I completely. <laughs> agree. What is the point? I, I had posted something on so my Facebook up. page about 
Seth Rogen had just talked about the uh, national nationalist propaganda that the uh, American Sniper movie may have had. I don't necessarily disagree with him. I just think he needs to have some uh, cohesiveness in his mind. If he thinks that that is nationalist propaganda, then what did he think about the State of the Union address? Mm-hmm. Personally, like, it really is. Like, it's just this big harumph, and it's like Team America, where everybody's like, oh, go, 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 People clapping, just like you say. It's, it's really stupid. Like, people clapping, and people saying, like, I just want to hear what the president has to say. I don't even like the guy that much. I, I, I just want to hear what he has to say. I legitimately want to hear the State of the Union. Dude, right. I just want to hear it without people clapping and like, I get it. Nate you're a Democrat. Right you're now. a Republican. I know what you're going to clap for and what you're going to harumph at. Dude, there's so much propaganda out there too. Like, <laughs> I don't know why we get mad over like certain forms of propaganda and like not others. Like, I think the fact that you show drug commercials in this country is wrong. Like, other, other countries, countries don't. Other countries don't. Like, we show commercials for drugs and crap and we're like, ask your doctor if this is right for you. Like, no, don't freaking bother your doctor. Like, he went to school for a long time to and know if, do- this kind if, of if your crap. doctor thinks you need to have this, He'll tell you. I saw a commercial for morphine. Stupid. Right you don't know what kind of drugs you need. You're stupid. You're as stupid as I am, at least. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> You're getting into my personal freedom, Nathan. You're stupid, Chase. Damn it. And you don't get to choose what drugs you need. Not really. You're not stupid, <laughs> and I love you all. Okay, so... If you're listening to us, then you're smart enough. Hopefully. I would say so. <laughs> so... Don't send us emails. This is my point. I kind of got sidetracked. I'm sorry. That was a dumb rant. This I isn't, suppose, I like this isn't political. It's about the dissatisfaction of the sat- status quo. That's yeah. So I posted this comment, and all I said was, um, I saw all these pro-Democrat, pro-Republican, anti-Democrat, anti-Republican rants on Reddit, because I follow a lot of different like political Because you're obsessed. Kind of. And I got really I got really annoyed because all it was was just splitting the country more. People are like, yeah, Obama let him have it. And they're like, Republicans shouldn't take this. And I'm like, why can't we focus on the fact that we're all being kept down, that we're all being silenced and we're being distracted by a reality show playing out in like politics? And I posted this meme and it was a you're going to have a bad time meme. And all it said was, if you think that either party, party has your best interest in mind, you're going to have a bad time. And so many people got mad at me. And they were like, well, being a cynical something, something, something about it is not going to make it any better. They're like, you got to have a side. I'm, and I was yeah, like, I agree. No, I'm you gonna don't. I'm going to say something. It's going to make some people mad. I'm on my side. In, in, our, in our last local elections here in Oklahoma, I did not vote because I just so disenfranchised with everything that was going on. Like, I don't like... Any of you. I guess I could have went and voted for certain bills, I guess. But to vote for certain people, I just like, I don't like you. I don't like any of you. Why would I choose? I didn't like either one either. But what I wanted to do, which I didn't get to do because I got off work late and I wasn't able to vote. They're supposed to let you go. I did not. That's a law. They have to let you go to vote. I will ask about that. um, Let him go. (laughs) But I was just going to vote for whoever wasn't the incumbent. Just to get get some change in there. I can see that. Just like throw a wrench in things and like, hey, let's figure out something different. Okay. There's... Well, my, my point was I wasn't being cynical though. I was just saying that neither party has your best interest in mind and you need to be looking out for yourself when you go out there and when you're making these choices. Yeah. And people thought I was saying that you shouldn't vote. Like one guy was like, oh, so we shouldn't vote now? Okay, OP. 
And I'm like, that's not what I'm well, saying. Here, here's how I feel. I, after this last national election for the, the House of Representatives specifically, that all of the Republicans were voted in. Now they have a majority or a, uh, not a super majority, but anyways, I don't remember exactly what it's called. More Republicans got into office and I was really hoping they would have voted out Bono, the Speaker of the House. And they didn't. And that would be the only reason that I voted for any of the Republicans to get somebody new into the system. And they didn't. They just kept it the way it is. So I'm like, okay, if I vote for the Democrats, they're going to do what I don't want. If I vote for the Republicans, they're going to do what I don't want. And last year, I officially changed my status to independent because I cannot, I can't be one of the party line towers. It's just absolutely obnoxious. Yeah. I'll take one of those. So, I don't know. It, the whole system is ridiculous. No, thank you, sir. Um, the whole, <laughs> no thank you, sir, should be our tagline. Um, shock top here, I get you. Oh, not shock top. Just beer. Just orange flavored Belgian shit. white here. Sorry. <laughs> I was going get it while it's cold. It's, All right, does anybody have Seth a- did what I wanted to do. I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad now. So, as well, you should. I hope shop top enjoys what we have to say. I just said it again. Try, try <laughs> You can say things. We're not famous. It's okay. It's um, true. We're literally. But that also as, means we have no money. And if worse comes to worse, <laughs> and they sue us, we're done. Well, we're screwed. Crap. Whatever. I'm super famous in my neighborhood. I'm that guy who doesn't talk to anybody. <laughs> Being an introvert is not famous, buddy. Yeah, that's actually. I think that's the opposite. Is that infamous? I don't know. No. Old man Chase says, "Talk to your neighbors." Get Dude. off my log. Quit pooing on my yard. Dude, there's a giant dog poop in your yard, by the way. Oh, I know. It makes me so angry. It's so huge. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) I just wanted to say, I live on a street, and it's street on the name. (laughs) And then there's also a version of my street that's blank place at the end. And, like, they get our mail, and we get their mail. Is there also an avenue? Screwing it up. And just the other day, like, I ordered something on Amazon. I don't remember what it was. But I was really looking forward to it again in my house, and I got home that day. And it's almost always there when I get home, and I was like, crap. I wasn't there, and it was supposed to be. And I was like, "Dang it!" And then I was, I was like, kind of worried about it. And then the people in place like brought it over, and they were like, "Hey, we brought this over because like we're cool and we like do that." Best friends nice. forever. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> "Thank you so much." And I, I don't know, like it just kind of renewed my faith in humanity a little bit because I totally could just torn it open and be like, "Is this something valuable that we could sell?" But they didn't. <laughs> yes, that's yes, the it thing. Is. And I, I talk about. I think the majority of people are decent people. Honestly. What? Okay, no, I made that argument a couple years ago, and you were like, "No." People can change your opinions, Josh. No, I know. I, still I disagree wanna, with you. Maybe maybe Chase is a decent person now. We can't talk Ooh, about that because that's a completely be different conversation. I'm just saying. It's going on the record. Chase thinks people are decent. We have a recording of it now. Okay. That's not what he said. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty. I said pretty no. That's what he said. said. He said inherently people are decent. No, Boom. I did not say inherently. I said the majority of people are decent. I don't not think people are inherently decent either. Anyway, but continue. Continue. The minority can set the tone. They set the pace, they set the agenda, and which is what I think plays a major role in conspiracies. That I personally believe that right now, just like the Harvard study shows, that we have a political class of people. Like there's political families, the Kennedys. They're always in there. We have the Bushes. We have the Clintons. Nixon's God too. forbid we have another Bush or Clinton in the White House. We're gonna. In 2016. Maybe. No. Gonna happen. I'm gonna freak out. Anyway. Jeb and Hillary are both gonna be running and they're both gonna win. I don't know. They're both going to win. Did you hear Romney saying, I want to be president? 
Which, no one in my cares opinion, about is, that, is exactly why somebody shouldn't be president if they want to be president. But, uh, good point. The ruling class of politicians that we have, I believe there are certain other wealthy individuals who like to stay under the radar because they're smart, that who are actually pulling the strings. And I think the 2008 election of President Obama really lends to this. And I want to sh- say why. Because... We got a reality check and an IQ test in the 2008 election when Barack Obama came out of nowhere. Some senator That's from not Chicago. Whoa, 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 whoa. Go Let ahead. me finish my okay. thought. Okay, you finish your Some, thought. A senator from Chicago Before I dismantle it. who had not completely finished his term, that had not proven himself, that had really done nothing, that had not showed himself able to be the president of the United States, was he was made by somebody. He was a nobody, and then everybody just started to gawk over him. Somebody put him in the limelight. Reality show, like what Josh said. Pretty much. Reality and then show everybody bit it, hook, line, and sinker. We, we took the bait on that. That's because it was happening before 2008. It was happening before 2006. It was happening in 2005. Because I, I, remember I just sitting said the in, 2008 election. I remember sitting in world politics at Westmore and reading every week um, our professor or teacher. I can't remember her name at the time. Sorry if you're listening. Um, she's not. Anyway, she would have us read Time Magazine and Newsweek, and we'd have to pick out an article and read about it. And I did an article over a young senator in Illinois, and it was, it was Obama. And I did a little, like, thing about him. And that's why whenever he was running in 2008, I was like, hey, I know that guy. I did a thing about him. And they were talking about how he was, like, the future of politics, and how he was going to be completely different in 2006. So he had been picked way before we even thought about it. That's what I'm saying. He he was made by somebody. He personally hadn't done anything. Yeah. He was being So I guess I proved your up. point. You're right. Yeah, I think we're definitely agreeing right now. Dang it. I hate agreeing with Chase. Dude, politicians are a lot like pop stars. They get like picked out by a producer, like a studio, or however that happens. Simon to Cowell. be famous. The invention of the television really changed politics a lot. Are you familiar with the Kennedy-Nixon debates? Harry Truman, don't yeah. stand The fact that there were... The radio was still very, very prominent, but TV was really starting to come around. It it was the first ever televised debate. Yes, it was. And the people who listened to it on the radio definitely said that Nixon won that debate. And the majority of people who saw it on the TV said that JFK won the debate. It's it's like Nixon refused makeup. JFK is a handsome fellow. Yeah, and also Nixon refused makeup. And he was sweating a lot because it was really hot in the studio. And And Nixon was a hot man. Sure as hell was. Not a crook, though. <laughs> anyway, continue, Seth. <laughs> I, I cut off his thought making a joke. I think what he was trying no. to say was <laughs> that looks is playing too much of a game in politics now. And I've personally met people who said, yeah, I used to vote for people who had the longest name. Or I used to vote for the person the who had the prettiest name? face. Who said that? One of my... uh oh, He was a teacher. I don't remember what he taught. He had the longest name. There were so many syllables in there. There was like a vowel and a... Oh, he said that's how his parents voted, so he started voting like that. And then Long name, you know, he, he grew up power. a little bit, luckily. But, and I was like, there, are, they, there have to be people still like that around who just vote for no good reason. Just like, it's like people when they take the ACT and they just like go ACDC, ACDC, or like draw pictures or something. <laughs> or I don't, I don't really care for him much, but Howard Stern went around asking people in New York. Also, Jay Leno did the same thing, asking people, like, how do you feel about Obama? And quoted either uh, Mitt McCain's Romney's policies. or John McCain's policies. And like, oh, yeah, dude, I really like that about Obama. And 
Just people don't know anything. Dude, they don't try Jimmy, to stay Jimmy, informed. Jimmy Kimmel does that too. He's cult of per- the cult of personality. Cult of personality. Right. So, so you're, the people are obviously voting. What happened with the Romans? Either on so- something that is obviously not important. Uh-oh. Maybe they're va- voting on their looks. They're voting on their ethnicity. They're voting on their class. I don't know what it is, but it's not because they're going to be good at what they're doing. You should preface this by saying that not everybody votes based on that because they're going to like, okay, because I didn't want to vote for either Romney or Obama because I was very much against both of them. And we couldn't write in in Oklahoma or vote for a third party. I hate that about Oklahoma. I I wanted to vote for... Because I essentially thought they were very similar in their... uh, with key differences. I mean, there obviously are key differences, but they're pretty much the same. They both want to expand the government and they both wanted to more taxes and stuff like that. Anyway, not important. So what well, I'm saying is, the, well, you Romney should, you should the make the point. The Massachusetts healthcare. So yeah. he was going to pass something very similar, which yeah. is what uh, the uh, Affordable Care Act was based off of. Yeah, so it was based how off is of it going to be act. any different? No, you're true. It's true. But what I'm saying is, you should you shouldn't say that everybody votes that way because there are people that definitely vote because they truly believe in what their party says. They believe that abortion is completely wrong and they could never vote for a party that condones it. They believe that women should have the right to choose and they would never vote for a party that would limit it that. So you shouldn't say that it's just straight line. Straight line. Because you made it kind of sound that way. That's all I'm saying. Some people do have passions and they believe in things and they vote based on those beliefs and whichever candidate represents those beliefs better. But I do agree with you that there's a good chunk of people out there that are just like, I don't care. Yeah, no, I get to get off work. I'm going to buy a breakfast burrito while I'm out. Mmm, breakfast Dude, burrito. That's a zesty breakfast burrito. What they should Sonic do is they should vote for the burrito. Oh, the the ultimate meat and cheese burrito. Oh, oh it's so good. Jalapenos and no, that that one that one doesn't have the jalapenos, but what you don't the, get the good one. Oh, no, I get the best one. The ultimate meat and cheese it's got the bacon, oh, sausage, good. egg. Tater See what I'm saying? Supersonic breakfast burrito. You guys are proving my point here. One man for the best. Burrito, another man for the other best burrito. Dude, when really, there is only one best any burrito. Any kind of God. fried potato on a burrito is a winner. Um, that is a Taco fact. Taco Bell has like the half pound potato burrito. That oh is amazing. You get that in a oh. shredded chicken burrito and you are set. Dude, I get two of those and a queso burrito and a large Mountain Dew Baja Blast. That's what I get every time I go to Taco Bell. That's my Taco Bell. Dude, that Baja Blast is amazing. They actually started it selling is. it now. Did you know that? Oh, isn't that just like blue Gatorade I and Mountain Dew? I don't know. No, it's like or blue blue power. That's where I heard that. I got one the other day, and I was like, somebody told me something about. I don't know. I don't know if that's what it was. Though. I don't know if that's a fact. I'm not a fan of it. I think it tastes. I like gross. it. It's good. You're gross, dude. My sister says it tastes like soap. Do you think it tastes like soap? Yeah, that's actually a really good description of what it tastes like. That's you know, interesting. You know why I love this dude, podcast? Dude, you know what though? I love ginger, and my dad was like, ginger tastes like soap to me. But like that was I eat the crap yes, out it of was. ginger. It's awesome. The ginger's okay. It's not bad. Um, I like it. I use it when I cook a lot, but I wouldn't just eat it raw because the dude. When you eat sushi, you don't eat raw ginger. Uh, actually, to... I don't like the pickled ginger that they use. You're supposed to, supposed oh, to eat man. it like after because every bite of sushi. I'm trying to destroy palate. my sinuses when I eat sushi by using as much wasabi as I can. Well, that's the and way the to ginger go. takes away. Me from too, that. dude. Can, oh, can, I, can I say the, something? Can best, I just say something? Best burn. I just want to say something right now. Sandwiches. I love this podcast because we talk about the things I love the most, which is burritos. <laughs> And hating on the government. The things that matter and the things that don't. And I'm sure we're going to talk about <laughs> space, conspiracy theory, aliens, and like weird creatures in the deep ocean. Dogs. We yeah. haven't even gotten to like spirituality or like religion or like anything like that yet. Video games. Dude, I was reading. Oh, I tried to, we probably will. I tried to lead into spirituality with uh, Seth on the first <clears throat> podcast. I was like, do you believe that anything's out there, angels or demons? And you're like, oh, I'm just going to talk about like normal fleshy meat people. 
no more fleshy meat. So I'm reading a. Uh, you heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> I'm reading John dies at the end, and they had a really cool description of hell that I thought was crazy. And he was talking about how hell isn't just devils and pitchforks. He's like, there's other stuff there, like worms and creatures you wouldn't ever imagine. He's like, because it's just the cesspool of the universe. It's like the drain where everything that shouldn't be goes. Oh, there's like lots of gunked up soap and hair everywhere. Oh, that's the, I hate, that's really gross trying to clean out drains Dude, I heard, because of that. I heard somebody say on the internet, I think it was like a comment on Reddit, but somebody said hell or just the afterlife is a place full of people just like you. So whether or not it's heaven or hell just kind of depends on you. And I was like, that's kind of neat. I like that. <laughs> I don't know that I think that. You're going to be with your neat. cronies one way or another. I would be really annoyed all the time because I think I would annoy myself. You personally. annoy us, so. I know. Yeah, you should. No, I'm joking. And it's true that, like, <laughs> people that are a lot like you, like, you see it a lot when people are, like, just like one of their parents. Like, that's typically the parent they can't get along with. Not always. It, it's. I don't know. I'm true. just like my dad, and we get along great. I'm just like mom, and we get along great. Yeah. Dude, I'm just like my mom, just and we get along great. Actually, me and my mom, like, have a closeness that can only come from, like, yelling at each other and having, like, arguments, <laughs> and that being okay. Because we know how we feel about each other, and we know it doesn't matter, and at the end of the day, we're supportive. Chase was flailing his arms. What do you need to say, Chase? It's like he was telling the story of my life just now with me and my mom. Like, we, we've yelled at each other so much, we don't even listen anymore what we're saying. We're like, I love you anyways. Yeah. <laughs> even though you just told me to go die. Dude, our- <laughs> you just told me to go die. <laughs> I know you love me. But most, most of my mom and me's relationship consists of us, like, shaking our head in frustration at Josh and our dad and my dad. <laughs> yep. What you have in common is hatred for your brother. <laughs> like, oh, they're doing it again. And me and dad are just having a good time. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Anyway, <laughs> well, speaking of other things, it reminds me of a story that I really like to tell. Of you know, yeah. you hate each other and you yell at each other so much, but you know, you love each other deep down inside. And growing up with my uh, older brother, we had gotten in a fight, and then of course my mom comes to break it up like a good mother and. She's talking to me, and my brother's behind her back, and she can't see him. And uh, my mom's yelling at me really bad because I probably started it. And so he's, she's yelling at me, but he's also yelling at me, but silently with emotion. <laughs> and he's just using his finger across his throat. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to effing kill you. Like the whole time, like, what? What? Come at me, bro. Come at me. <laughs> While my mom's yelling at me and like trying to pull me away. Oh, so much uh, fun. I love my mom and brother so much. I just have a lot of good memories with them. <laughs> a lot of good memories of hating people. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Like uh, you. One of my coworkers today asked me, they're like, you got any brothers, Josh? And I was like, yeah, I got a brother. And they're like, you like him or dislike him? I was like, well, we're pretty close in age. And I love him, and he's probably my best friend. But if I could punch him in the face once, I probably would. <laughs> like, just, it's just like. That's what it is to really love someone. <laughs> yeah. You just want to, you just want to beat the piss out of him, but you well, love yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, Oh, what's her name? Female comedian? I don't remember. Uh, I might think of it in a minute. But she said, um, the definition of love is... What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. The, is somebody that you would die for that you also want to kill. (laughs) Was that Tig Notaro? No. No? She had a, uh, I don't know, man. I'll just look it up. Okay. Was it Amy Schumer? No, she had, she had a sitcom. She kind of has like blackish hair. She's like pretty good looking. Sarah Silverman? For, no, she is too, but, um, this is a different chick. Okay. She's she, on the roasts, on the Comedy Central roasts, she, she's on there. She's on those. Hmm. Okay, not important. No, I don't, know. You can I don't even up. know how to look her up. It doesn't, I guess it doesn't matter. Family's a fun I topic. I want to give her credit, though. but I can't. Sure is. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I told her that if I could punch you in the face, I probably would. And you know I would do the same. Yeah, I know. It's, that's what love is, right? So you obviously think each other is stupid, right? Oh, oh. yeah. So he's a, he's a speaking moron. of stupid people. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I don't think he's a moron. I'm kidding. Uh, we're talking about how stupid people are just with the voting and YouTube being completely retarded. Oh, dude, YouTube is amazing. YouTube is the out? best. YouTube. Oh. oh. I was like, YouTube is awesome, and he, we kind of proved his point. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I YouTube love YouTube. are retarded. Einstein had a really good quote that said, there are two things that are infinite. The universe and human stupidity. It should and be I'm known. not so sure about the, the former. It should be known that while Chase is speaking, we're in his house in his uh, computer room, and there's a giant, giant photo of Einstein on the wall. Dude. He's kind of looking at us. If there was, I can't that, He's decide. got that cheeky eyebrow raised, He too. does, dude. That's a sexy eyebrow. If there was... He's like, what? What? If there was one person I could body. talk to that has passed away already, besides, like, let's just forget any type of religious thought... I can't ever decide between Einstein and Sir Isaac Newton. Those are I can't ever decide. Those two are like my my personal heroes of science and Not intellect. Tesla? Yeah, dude, Tesla would be where I would be going. Tesla I'm, was awesome. I'm sorry, like they're just Leonardo da Vinci. Nah. Dude, uh, they're both Sir Isaac awesome. Newton invented math, dude. To invent like I, I want to figure this stuff he out. He invented calculus. calculus. He didn't invent he math. He did not invent math. He invented mathematical disciplines. Whatever. No, he didn't. <laughs> Yes, calculus is a mathematical discipline. Yeah. I thought you meant like as a whole. Uh, like, no. no. Sorry. So, yes. Get yes. out of here, Nathan, historian. Nathan is right. He, he did essentially discover calculus. Okay. How hard would that be? Like, to be the first person? Okay, it's really hard. I have done calculus. Calculus is hard. Teaching calculus would be even harder because you have to understand it that much more. To discover calculus for the first time in the human race is even that much harder. That we know of. Okay, yeah, that we know of in recorded well, historical actually, yeah. time. There's, I mean, there was a uh, who was the other guy that was literally thinking of the Jeff same. Jeff Goldblum. No, no, I know who you're talking. About. Uh, he was thinking of the same theories and stuff, but about a year later, before Arsenio Hall. Yes, but it was Arsenio Hall. What? Arsenio Hall had figured out all these. It's not Arsenio Hall. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, he had. Uh, he had also Arsenio come up with calculus a year later, a different on a different part of the Earth, like different nation. But it was before like Newton's word had spread to him. But Newton gets credit because he did it first. But it was like well, almost. Well, he did it first. He did it first. No, I know, but they had no contact. But it's it's kind of cool how okay. they both. You're gonna have to find mm-hmm. me that and send that to me. I don't no, but I'll look no, it that, that right is now. a thing. But I, that's, I find it interesting how like they both kind of thought of it at, like close oh, yeah, to the exact right. same time. And I won't do, if the person legitimately did that. I'm not gonna discredit his intelligence. Well, no, because well, no, it's just the it's like it's the, been proven that he legitimately did. Okay, it was just just bad luck because he did it at the wrong time. He did it at the same time as someone else. Who you got guys, it out first? Have you guys that's heard still of the theory? something to hang your hat on, man. You discovered. Yeah, no joke. You didn't discover calculus. You invented calculus. That's. Have you guys rad. heard the, the primate theory <laughs> where, so they observed these primates that on this island they had one of them had started using tools and suddenly all of the other ones now knew how to use tools and yeah. like they they it was farther than that. People observing primates on different parts of the planet that didn't have any interaction with inter- interaction with these primates, those primates were now using tools also. 
Like a, a specific way. I've heard way. the same thing with uh, dogs as well. Yeah, a global, specific global way. consciousness, Dags. man. We're all no, and that's what I'm saying. That's what a lot of people for like one consciousness. That's what a lot of people chalk it up to. Maybe not. I don't know. You anybody so. out there, and all of you three need to look up quantum consciousness. There are such good articles it. on yeah. that. I've seen like quantum YouTube videos cool. like quantum consciousness, and I'm like, that's an hour long, but I'll watch it later. There's tons of quantum. I think stuff. I have one in my watch later list. Actually, I only I've watch things that watch. are five minutes or less on YouTube, or an hour or. More like I really don't ever go That's in between. That's a good system. No, it isn't. I either want. I want to. I've seen so many good things that are like thirty minutes, thirty-five minutes long. I watched I, a fifteen-minute right. TED talk today that I think changed my life. So come on. Which one? Have you seen the TED talk that talks about how stupid TED talks are? That's amazing. Yeah, That's he's like, right. how to write a good TED talk. Is it that one? Yes. And how formulaic it is. Oh yeah, I was. I really enjoyed it. As a TED Talk, even though it was saying how stupid it was. It was lampooning TED Talks. Whoa, wait a minute. Let me, let me just let that marinate. Well, let, me go get the, let me go get the marijuana. We can talk about this some more. I mean. He got really meta there <laughs> with that. But yeah, no, it was a, the one I'm talking about. I can't remember his name, but it was Sell All Your Crap. Like, read, Just watch it. It's about a guy who him and his wife were in $18,000 worth of debt. And then they had a baby. And the day their baby was born... They decided that they were going to change their lives. Because why not? You know, It's a good time Dude, to do baby, it. Babies do that. And uh, what they did is they sold if literally you're intelligent. They decided they were going to sell everything they owned down to two small backpacks and the baby. They, no, they, they sell the baby. baby. They're going to sell everything they the own down to two small backpacks. Try and get rid of all the debt that they could, um, and then spend however long it took them to backpack across Australia, backpacking across Australia with and, a baby. Yeah, with a baby. Okay. Did dingoes eat it? No. Wow. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know why I said it. It was the kangaroos who got it. <laughs> no! <laughs> the drop bears. The drop, oh, no. <laughs> not the drop bears. But Jacob, yeah. Jacob tried to sell me that. I was like, dude, that's fake. And he was like, no, no. What's a drop bear? He, a, he didn't it's actually, a koala. He didn't actually believe it, but he was, he was trying to get me, I don't know, he was trying to get me to I've never it. heard this. Like, like, drop, drop, it's, it's like a fake name for koalas. They're a koala with like vampire teeth, basically, and oh they my like gosh, drop out hilarious. of trees. <laughs> they like, kill attack. people. <laughs> They're called drop bears because they like drop out of the trees onto you. Which like, is like, have, you, have you ever seen a koala do anything? They're not going to attack anybody. It's because they're high all the time. All the time. Eucalyptus leaves will get you, well, they'll kill a person, but they have a like, psychotropic effect on the uh, koala bears and koala bears are so strangely evolved that that's all they can eat Dude, okay koala bears are high all the time and have you ever met anybody that didn't like a koala bear <laughs> they give you aids i find that an injury not if you don't have sex with them no i mean they, they carry they're they're a har- harbinger of the hiv virus so i mean if you get their blood on you harbingers of doom they are <laughs> they're adorable little monsters of death and destruction <laughs> Hence the drop bear. <laughs> I just like, I haven't held one personally. I want to before I die. I think that's a really good goal. And then you'll die. I think that's a good goal. But uh, when people like pick them up and hold them and they just like wrap their arms around your neck and just like chill there, I'm like, oh! They're so adorable. dumb though, also. They're so incapable. If you. <laughs> I watched a video where these guys had to, uh, if the eucalyptus leaves isn't on a leaf, like a stick and like a twig, you know, with like with the leaves off of it. They don't know what to do with it. They stripped eucalyptus leaves off of like a eucalyptus branch and put it on a plate. And the koala looked at it like, what do I do with this? And didn't know how to eat it. But then when they put that same koala, 
like moments later, they held out like a stick with the leaves on it. He was like, "Ooh, leaves!" And just went to town eating it. They're, and then they took it away, and he just looked at those leaves and didn't know what to they do. They are dumb as rocks. They're dumb. They're high all the time. They're, they're stoners. They're adorable. Stoners. Though. All right, look, I don't have a problem with stoners. Actually, that's not they're true. They're not as bad. I've known tons of really intelligent stoners. Not that's not true either. I've known intelligent stoners. Anyway, maybe I've known intelligent stoners, but that doesn't mean that they get anything done. It's true. He's th- yeah. Okay, but there's a so, lot of intelligent people that don't get anything done. That's true. And there's a lot of people who get things done that are really stupid. What do you guys think about this? Life is complicated. Right? I watched a TED Talk today about how life isn't complicated. It was really good. Of course he did, You'd Josh. get out. <laughs> he was just talking Didn't about... Didn't we just talk about how stupid TED was? <laughs> kind of. Um, okay, so how about this? Primates all learning to use tools at the same time. Isaac Newton and whatever that other guy's name was, so I can't remember, and I need to look it up. Both of them primates. Both of them primates, technically, yeah. Learning calculus at the pretty, relatively the same time. Is that an example of fourth dimensional physics? Because if all things are happening all at once in the fourth dimension, I mean, is that Wait, what that is? Is that true? I thought the fourth dimension was time. No, I think that would be really interesting. It's part is of it, no. is part, it natural, I mean, there is time in the fourth dimension. Or is it supernatural is essentially what you're, what you're asking? No, I'm just asking, well, no, that's yes. a completely different topic. No, what I'm, that's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking What's is, asking? what I'm asking is, is that an example of fourth dimension physics? Because, okay, so if you yourself were to enter the fourth dimension, what you would see is every single moment of, well, okay, you would see everything. But also you would see every single moment of your life, you would exist all at once. From zygote to dust, moat. you would see it zygote all. Zygote to dust moat, because they, they rhyme. Zygote to dust I moat. I like that. Thank you, sir. You would see everything. That was really good, because that's how it works. So, if everything is connected in the fourth dimension, when oh, one something learns yeah. a trait, would it stand a reason that somewhere else in the world, another one would do it? That doesn't make any sense. That makes sense to me. Does that make sense to anyone else? Somebody explain. I mean, yes, but I think you're going way <laughs> too in-depth about it. I didn't think you went in depth enough. The thing about it is, like, yeah, they thought of it at the same time, but if you really look at it, I mean, it's not that weird that two people would come up with the same theory at the the same time. It just happens. Was it the fact? So crazy. Was it the fact that both of their societies had advanced enough to allow them to study, and then the just the natural next step in what was needed for both societies could be? They're they're two they're two brilliant, well learned people in the the in a similar field. Who happened to be studying the same thing come across at the same time? That's not that crazy of a coincidence. Or is it? was calculus seeded to humanity on the backs of crystals by another alien race? <laughs> yes. Get out that of here. That is what happened. <laughs> it's written into our DNA. Oh. Is there such a thing as junk DNA? Is that a real thing? Yes, that is a real term. But I can explain that. Of course you can. It, it's it's a real term. They used to believe that they, you had junk DNA that really didn't do anything, and thus the term now it's a misnomer. They know that no DNA is junk DNA. We just don't understand it yet. Uh, or I think it's not really used. It's yeah, it's it's dormant. So essentially, there are triggers that will cause parts of your DNA to awaken. So it could be the fact that you live in a very hot society here in Oklahoma. Hot. The summers are pretty much next to hell. And when you move to another location, if you live there long enough, you might put away certain DNA that allows you to have a certain metabolism in the hot environments. And in if you lived in Norway, you would completely alter your metabolism depending on, you know, I guess your home environment and such. So you're talking about epigenetics is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes more well, sense. Well, mm, I, think, I think the definition of epigenetics is oh, the fact well, that... Oh, well, yeah, passing on genes based on... Yeah. I mean, it's not quite epigenetics, but I get what you're saying. I think, I could be wrong, epigenetics is actually altering what your DNA is by your choices and your physical action. Dude, isn't that crazy? 
that you, that you can alter your DNA. It is really crazy. You know, like the other day we were talking so, about. So, Richard Dawkins' book, The God Delusion. I hate that book. You merely dance not because to of your the atheism DNA. either. By the way, uh, I missed what you said. I said I hate that book, but it's not because of the atheism. I hate it because he's so full of himself. Oh well, that too, and also the fact that I think most people can agree with that we don't merely dance to our DNA. But if you agree with his uh, other arguments, then you have to agree that we do merely dance to our DNA. Are we, first off, are we merely physical beings? If we are merely, merely physical beings, then yes, we do dance to our DNA. If we stem from what I like to think of, what I termed earlier, quantum consciousness, then consciousness was first and thus produces all other realities, which... I think modern science is very much showing that is what is true. It's the holographic universe that we, even Einstein, a hundred years ago, said that the unfortunate part of life is that everything that we're a part of is a persistent... What do we call that? Persistent illusion? Yeah, it's an illusion, although very persistent. Hmm. That's obviously not a direct quote. (laughs) (laughs) Einstein said this, and then he had a bro at the end. Bro. Like, bro, it's all delusion, bro. Like, Reality whoa. is like an illusion, bro. Bra. Uh, but he said that a hundred years ago, and modern scientists today are just now stating that, well, we believe that what we're seeing right now is actually pretty much a hologram, and that we are actually part of a larger existence elsewhere. What in God's name does that mean? This is, these are, these are. Well, like, have you ever heard of like the fractal theory? I love fractal theory, yeah. It's basically that, like, we're just kind of, like, part of an atom that's, like, part of another universe that's part of an atom. It just gets bigger. It's all turtles all the way down. You you just keep zooming in and keep zooming in, and it just, like, more universes as you go. I don't know that that's true, but I saw it on Men in Black, and it looked really cool on Men in Black. (laughs) I, I understand what that is. What that's called is infinite regress. Yeah. What that argument stems from is, okay, everything has a initiation process like something ignites it something pushes it so essentially every reaction has an equal and opposite reaction yes so everything is reacting to something else there are only two forms of thought in this only two you can only be in one of two parties either you believe in infinite regress where something else always caused something else and it goes on forever and ever and ever and ever and essentially your basis is there is no truth it's all relative or you can believe in that since there is one first uncaused cause, so saying that there is one ultimate reality, thus saying that there is something that is ultimately true. If you believe in, and I saw everyone shaking their heads no. I was more just like, It's mostly just because you're talking that we're shaking our heads no. We always shake our heads when you talk. But think about it for just two seconds. If you honestly believe in infinite regress, that nothing, there's no ultimate source of a cause, whatever that may be, whatever you want to call it, then there is no specific truth. It's all relative depending on where you're at in that time frame and where you exist in the infinity. I don't know. That's, this is getting really like... Do you need more beer or less beer? Almost definitely less. <laughs> <laughs> Objectively, but subjectively, I would like more. <laughs> so in John, John dies well, at the end, because I'm reading that. Um, at one point, they make the argument that at creation, whether it was God or the Big Bang or whatever started it, you know, like, whatever started everything, all atoms, all subatomic particles were set into motion. 
and everything you do and everything that happens is a result of those atoms going to where they're going to be. Right. And that nothing you do matters, which I don't believe, but that's the argument they made. And it's a pretty existential argument when you think about it, that because everything Mm -hmm. has a direction that it's going and it all landed in you, Seth Turnage. It all landed the way it is. And everything you do is a reaction because of those atoms going that way. Well, here's Mm. another uh, topic to discuss. Scientists know that you completely replace all of your cells in your body in approximately oh, I love seven this argument. years. I love this argument. So essentially, you physically, become- you're completely different every seven years, give or take. So are you, using this theory, are you a physical being? Like, what what makes you, you? Your genetics. And your genetics repeat and create this, well, for the most part. So you, and you do yourself. dance to your I'm DNA. Just, I'm just, so you're a clone of yourself? If you want to think of it that way. What? That doesn't make sense. No, it He's does. Because like, your genetics replicate the same thing over and over again. Oh, I see what you're saying. Except for they don't, because telomeres I'm... shorten and shorten and well, shorten. Well, I know. I'm just okay. I'm playing devil's advocate here. Sure. Well, when Nathan <clears throat> comes back here in a minute, I'll throw out an argument that's interesting towards what you just said. This makes me think of Star Trek and my whole yay you, the teleportation I, I theory. I, yeah, I don't know if you know my like whole arguments against teleportation and why I think it's a terrible thing. Is it the same reason that Bones thinks it's a terrible thing? I don't know why bones exist. Because it destroys your body completely and rebuilds it? My whole thing is, are you this, is the person who appears at the end the same person? And like, if you, if, if you know, humankind actually does have a soul, if your, you know, body gets ripped into a, you know, trillion tiny little chunks and put back together, like if the person appears there, even if their body's intact, would they just be dead like an empty shell? Because they've technically, I mean, for all intents and purposes, died. Yeah. As far as we know, which is what we talked about last time, like what what is what is death essentially? And I, I think a very good place to start with that is what is life. To understand one is to also understand the opposite. Not necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily. I think we're talking about two things. I think we're talking about the most the two most complex things there are: life and death. Life and death. Yeah, because you can't boil them down, and one can't fully be studied. But one, can't one cannot be, had be ex- fully experienced other. without. That's what I'm saying. Like, you, in order to know on. one is to also, at least in part, know the other because they are overlapping magisteria. But the thing about death is, like I said, you can't you can't study it the same way you can life because somebody dies, and you know, after a certain amount of time, they can't be revived. Edison seemed to think you could study it. Edison's just—he's uh, the worst. Edison was the worst. <laughs> he was. I like Tesla better. But anyway, continue. Well, I'm sorry. I was done with my point. Oh. <laughs> I was, so you're saying, I, I you're just, saying you can't study it's death, hard, it's, so it's, it's hard to argue you it. can't really study fully. So this is the point that I was going to make a minute ago. Essentially, what Chase was saying was that every seven years, all the cells in your body are replaced. And so you're no longer, on a cellular level, you're not even the same person. On a material, just in general, a material level, you're yeah. completely different. Yeah. So there's an argument. I know I've said it twice already tonight, but there's an argument in John dies at the end where the book starts out with saying, "You have an axe. You buy an axe. You use it to decapitate a dead man." Blah blah blah. Like long story short, basically, the axe handle breaks while you're decapitating a dead man, and then you go to the store, you buy a new axe handle. Then years later, you go to chop some wood. And the blade breaks, okay? So you go to the store, you buy a new blade for the, you know, the axe. So you have 
essentially a brand new axe because it's a new handle and a new blade, even though the handle was on, you know, you know what I'm saying. And so somehow the dead man breaks back into your house and he says, that's the axe that kills me. Was he right? Yes. Because you're putting a material association with an object. Hmm. It's the same axe from a intellectual point of view, but not from an actual material point of view. But they couldn't prove it because there'd be no evidence because they're two different handles and heads. And whether or not it was the same axe is also dependent on the person who wielded it. True. <clears throat> also, at the like at the end of that uh, long story, I shortened it down a lot. It's a really wielded. long story. You like that? But at the end sure of the did. story. He says that if you understand this riddle, you'll understand the dark truth behind the, like all of the universe. And oh, I, was like, I, I completely hmm. agree. <clears throat> but I think it. I think it, Do it, you? it, it is. <laughs> in my opinion, it's the same axe. Well, actually, no. Once the head is replaced, in my opinion, it's a different axe. But if you're going from like a purely material point of view, because the handle, I think, is less important than the actual head of the axe. It's so. a paradox. The whole point is Monty a You're a paradox. Right now. From the forest itself comes the handle for the axe. Chop it down, chop it down. <laughs> Anyways. This podcast. Brought to you by Matis Yahoo. Down, without singing Matis Yahoo. No, 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 no. But yeah, on a cellular level, you're replaced every seven years. So are you the same person? Oh, I think, I think we can assume that yes, we are the same person. I think that is the correct assumption. But the fact that you're different materially essentially says that, no, you are not merely a material object. Well, here's and another I, point. And that's kind of one of those things is, like, even if it's not objectively true that you're a different person, it can mean, like, all the neurons, if all the neurons and everything still line up the same, like, all your muscles and everything still work the same, like, then you're effectively the same person. But, like, I would just say that, like, even if objectively it's not true that you're a different person, I think that's one of those things that you can, like, hold to, to, like, give you hope. Like, I'm a different person all the time. Like, I can just choose to be, like, someone else. I'm not the same person I was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look back. Look back seven years. Are you the same person you were seven years? And I mean, like, literally, on, like, a personality level, on, like, an intellect level, I was. I was definitely... I'm an idiot five minutes ago. I'm gonna be an idiot. I'm always an idiot. I miss my physical shape back then. I miss it, too. Shut up, Chase. (laughs) (laughs) No one misses it more than Seth. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm saying, you know, you're different. You're not the same person. Yeah. We're all, are we all in agreement on that? Well, it's, it's growth and development of... I mean, you are the sum of your experiences. Ah, so we're getting to a different point of who, what makes you you. It's a, a number of things. I mean, I feel that you are the sum of your experiences because I saw a study. Uh, it was earlier today, actually, talking about how someone who loses a parent or sibling before the age of, I think it was like 12... They have a much higher, you know, it's not like a guarantee thing, but they have a much higher risk of like becoming certain- Batman. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, of certain like psychotic mental instabilities, which Batman most certainly has. Batman's awesome. You oh, he is. Which he makes is Batman awesome. the best because he's he, a real person. He is. He's a contingency contingency plan for every member of the Justice League, including including himself. himself. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, but yeah, anyway, you were saying, but yeah, it, it's like they have a much higher chance. So, I mean, like even, you know, you are the sum of your experiences, in my opinion, you know, a lot of people say, you know, like, oh, well, there are certain people who can have the same, you know, exact upbringing and end up completely different, which, you know, that's not true. They're not, they, I mean, they may have similar upbringings, but who's to say there wasn't like one pinnacle moment in their life where something happened that completely changed the way that they were. Now, yeah. Now, I'm not saying, like, 
even if two people who are completely different were somehow brought up in the exact same identical circumstances, I still think they could end up differently because of, you know, biology and whatnot. But I still think that experience plays a much more obvious role. So you're saying does. you're going more for nurture than nature. Is what a little saying. bit, yeah, I would say. Nature versus nurture is a big deal. Like that's it's a, a hard one, argument. Man, I still don't. We still haven't cracked that. I say both. I've I've always it, said both. It and is. I, both. I think I'll always Everybody says say both. Both, but I think they disagree on degrees. That's a good point. Yeah. What degree is it? What degree are well, you? Well, you know what's crazy is that like we have to build a society. Like we know that like from a scientific, some would say pseudo scientific psychological standpoint that Aww. like. <laughs> <laughs> We know that, like, you know, your experiences make you who you are, and, like, there's a debate even about whether or not we have free will, like, because if we do have free will, like, it's, it's called, cause science is about cause and effect, right? So, like, yeah. if, if an action is a, is an effect, then, like, what was the cause? Like, well, a thought. Okay, well, if a thought's an effect, then what was the cause? And it's like, well, do you, DNA? Like, when you start getting down to, like, these really, when you get down to the really nitty gritty nuts and bolts of, like, how you behave, like, is that, I mean, that that's kind of crazy, but, like, I don't feel like, from a scientific point of view, you can be 100% free will, because it's kind of like creating something from nothing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like, without, like, getting too far into that, like, I think what's crazy is that, like, we have to build a society around the idea that people are 100% responsible for everything that they do. There's a dog in here. A dog just there's broke dog into the in studio. Here. Yeah, here's Zelda. Oh, oh, no. Zelda. She got a hold of everything. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay, oh, you gotta go. Hi, Link. Oh, crap. I'm trying to get her from pulling cords. <laughs> and it broke into mass chaos when the dogs broke in. They ate our turkey as well. <sighs> it was like a Christmas story all over. But anyway, anyway, I'm saying, like, from a scientific and psychological point of view, like, we know that these things are true. Like, there are experiences that you have when you're a little kid that, like, can basically guarantee that you'll turn... Not guarantee, but like, significantly contribute to you turning out to be a sociopath. But when you act like a sociopath, like, we still have to treat you like we have to throw you in a cage. Like, we have to, like, give you the death penalty or whatever, despite well, the fact that we know that, like, nurture plays a huge role. Well, what, well, one thing you were saying a minute ago... So it's like, uh, it doesn't matter what we know, we have to respond in a certain way, and, like, we can never create a justice system that's actually based on, like, the reality of how we know psychology works. That's the point that I'm making. I don't have a solution. <laughs> I'm well, just saying I think it's crazy. Well, and actually, I think it's the only way you can... Sorry. No, you, you know, you're fine. I want you to finish your point. Actually, I think it's the only way you can do it. But I just think it sucks that, like, to have a government... And this is part of why I'm small government. Because I think that government... To, to run a government and do it effectively, I, I think it's almost necessary for it, like, to not reflect reality and, like, what we know about reality. Like, I just don't know that that can work. <laughs> the Douglas Adams School of <laughs> Governance. Completely random. But um, what I was gonna say about your whole thing about you know something from nothing, you know what causes you know is it nature or nurture? Which is it? It is both because I mean you look at humans still have that natural animal, some natural animal instincts that other animals have. You know, fight or flight is probably the greatest example of this. You know, some people have the flight mechanism, some people have the fight, and it's just part of the nature of humanity. So. You know, the nature part was the building block that allowed nurture to become a, a more, I guess, influential part of who we become. That's interesting. Um, what about when it comes to 
So we can control emotions. You know that, right? So if you have a neurosurgeon working on your brain and they stimulate the hypothalamus, you're going to feel immense happiness. So, because that is where happiness comes from. That's the part of the brain that regulates emotions where depression, anxiety, um, happiness, sadness, that's where it all is generated. People that have damage to the hypothalamus tend to go crazy because they just, they either go super flat or they just lose their minds because they can't express the emotions anymore. Um, so being the fact that we have just a section of the brain, we're basically computers. Like if you take a part out of the computer, it doesn't work anymore. So, well, for, I mean, brain plast, you're going with brain pl- pl- elasticity, right? No, I was pl- just pl- talking about computers. That's what I was thinking for brain elasticity. I was just talking about you. Brain can elasticity take does work to some degree, but it's not always, it doesn't always work and it's not 100% because we don't understand it. It works pretty freaking well considering. It does. No, there are people that can lose a whole chunk of their brain and still be fine. I read a thing about a woman who realized in her 30s that she was born with like a quarter of her brain missing and she never knew. She just thought she had migraines. Until they got severe, and she went and got... That's so crazy and awesome. She went and got a scan for it. Like, you're missing a huge chunk of your brain. Well, she had such an advantage being born that way That's as opposed true. to having an accident, because her brain never knew it was missing it. Never, She never felt it rewire, basically. Yeah, she didn't have so to So how much of your brain do you actually need? That's what I want There are people born with, like, half or less who live relatively normal lives. There are people that lose half their brain and live a pretty normal life. Dude, I, yeah, I heard about a 14-year-old kid who got half his brain blew out by yep. a, a store uh, armed robber. And, uh, yeah, it was really difficult for him, but he actually came back to be quite normal, except for that head. Word. Except for that ugly head of his. Well, they, they, they were able Wow, you're insensitive. Chase. I know. Well, he wasn't normal from the fact that, that he was missing half of his Something head. that deviated from the norm. Right? These stupid body images of... People have fully a- formed skulls. When was this sexier than this? Josh, were you making a... Sorry. Did, we- <laughs> did you finish your point? Probably not, but I don't remember what it was now. Okay. We get sidetracked. I do get sidetracked. We, we have fun. We were supposed to be talking about education, so... We weren't supposed to be talking about anything. That's a good point. That was just the spring. That was our springboard for the day. Educate the public. What educate the about? public. Learn I'm, them some I'm not knowledge. looking at me for education. You're in the wrong. You're, <laughs> you are so... There are some other podcasts Don't. who you could probably listen to. Um, there are countless other podcasts they could listen to, but, but they won't be boring. as entertained. Yeah. That is a hundred percent true. Because we are, we I say I think it's controlled rambling with us. It's not just like we're rambling. Well, like, we, we have, definitely we have, have topics. Yeah, we have topics. It just changes every so often. Well, <laughs> it, it just changes. It, it follows the natural flow of human thought. You know, one one topic will lead to another topic. Will lead to another topic. Patternistic. So we should Which probably brings us back to patterns. Brings us back to patterns. <laughs> we can talk about patterns next week. We've gone an patterns. hour and fifteen minutes, Ooh. so we could probably stop. Because, wrap it up. Yeah, people are probably bored. <laughs> well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in today. Come back to us next week when we will talk about more exciting adventures of space, education, love, and everything M- else. Missing in half your brain. We didn't talk missing about that. love. Well, we talked about love. No, we didn't. We really didn't talk about what love. What is love? Baby, don't hurt no me. No one knows. Don't hurt me. No more. What is love? So, yeah. Tune in next week, guys. Do, do, Over and do, out. Do, do, do.